I believe last week we were in verse 7 and we talked about Elohim, correct? Elohim. El Elohim. Today I want to go to back it up a little bit. Interesting to me that God reveals himself to Abraham in two different ways. Amen. Uh, he sh- showed himself as Elohim. And now in verse 1 he says, Now Ab- when Abram was 99, tell your neighbor it's never too late. Amen. Just when you think the Lord is finished with you. Amen. Just when you think it's over, it's never too late. He says at 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Shaddai. Amen. That's what he was saying. He says, I am El Shaddai. Amen. God Almighty, walk before me. I'm trying to help somebody. He says what? Walk with an understanding or some form of uh, adherence and A sense that God is with you always. Walk with me. Walk before me. Walk like I'm right next to you. Walk like I'm going home with you. Walk like I'm at the job. Walk like I'm at church. Walk with before me. And be blameless. And he says, and I will establish... My covenant between me and you. And I will multiply you exceedingly. I want to talk about today. God as El Shaddai. Amen. God as El Shaddai. Um, We've been talking about God. We started off talking about God as a strong tower. True security versus false security. We talked about God as Yahweh. God as a deliverer. Amen. When we went to Nehemiah, and then we looked at God as El Eloha, God mighty and strong. Last week we looked at God as Elohim. Whenever you see the El, that's God. That's just God. Whatever comes after that is the attribute of what the writer is trying to relate to us or how God revealed himself to that particular person. I find it very interesting today that uh, you've heard people say El Shaddai. You've heard it before. And you've heard it in a lot of different ways. But the name El Shaddai, amen, God, it, the word means God as all, the all-sufficient one. Amen. God, the all-sufficient one. 
Amen. God, the Lord God Almighty. Amen. The Bible uses the word El. And then Shaddai is, it occurs seven times. Seven times you'll find God showing himself as El Shaddai. Hallelujah to his holy name. God will reveal himself to us. Different stages in our journey. I know God to be a healer. I've seen him like that. I've seen El Shaddai in my life. Because when I felt inadequate. When I felt like I was on my last leg. The all sufficient one. Hallelujah. The all-sufficient, the God Almighty, the one who created heaven and earth, showed up right on time. Do I have anybody? El Shaddai. Now, the reason I'm introducing you to the names of God, so it's that hopefully when you're going through something, you could say El Eloah. I, I need you right now, you know. El Shaddai, all-sufficient one. God, I need you right now because you are almighty. You're powerful. You're matchless. There's no one like you, God. Now, I find it interesting in chapter 17, we already went over this last week, right? That Abram, in chapter 16, we find the impatience of Sarah and Abraham. Abram. That can happen to us. Now, you got to understand, wherever God reveals himself in a particular name, there's a purpose. So when they went out and did their own thing, you know, tried to create the miracle. Amen. You've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And you think that you're waiting is a long time. But let me help you with something. One day is a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day to God. So so you've been praying and praying. You're like, God, what's up? Have you forgotten me? But God hasn't forgotten you. What God is doing is he's changing you. He, he he's, he's transforming you. And it's in the waiting seasons of your life. That you get to see God in different phases. Are you with me? Watch this. Chapter 16, we find the impatience of Sarah. The problem that they created is still going on today. The people of Arab descent, uh, of Ishmael descent, by the way. The people of Jewish descent is out of Isaac. and That's why you have this fight going on right now in the Middle East. What, what am I saying? Our impatience can create problems for generations. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody today. Our impatience can create circumstances that will affect generations. You don't know what your impatience may cause your great, 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 great. 
Come on, somebody. You, you don't know why, why you're sur- being a surface Christian or a so-called Christian, what that will do for generations in your family to come. You know what a so-called Christian is, right? They so-called themselves Christian. Are you with me? And, 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 and we find that in chapter 17, in chapter 17, uh, Abram is now 99. Right, and and I I love this passage because the way God shows up. Watch this now. I'm gonna drop it on you here in a minute. Watch this. He's he's 99. He had been waiting. He was 75 when he left home. He's 99, and God keeps coming back to him and saying to him, "Hold on, now I got you, man. I got you. I got you." Every time he has to show up, he shows up as a different name. <laughs> because at certain periods in our lives, hopefully we're growing and we're not still on the old name, on the other name. Because <laughs> his name never gets old, you see. Watch this. Hopefully you're knowing God in different stages in your journey. Are you with me? So that means there's some things that you're just not going to worry about. Are you with me? Uh, uh, do I have anybody? See, see, at certain stages, you'll know him. Amen. You, you, you'll know him as your hope. You know, you, 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 you get over that. You're like, I got hope now. You'll you, you know him as a joy giver. You, you'll know him as king of kings. And Lord of Lord, I'm so, what I'm trying to say to you is that as you are developing in your Christian journey, you get, I'm going to finish on time today. Watch it. You're going to get to know God in different stages of your life. I want to know him. Paul says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Being conformed to that image of Christ, you see. Watch this. It took 25 years. 25 long years for God to show up to him as El Shaddai. He wasn't ready to know him as El Shaddai. Up until this point. Y'all following me with this? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. The 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 meaning of ill, I told you that, right? It, it's just a trans it's just a translation of God. And the word Shaddai. It comes from which many believed, and it's derived now. Put your, put your finger in them kids' ears right quick. Uh, they're all right. They're, they're, they're okay. They're all right. Watch this. It's derived from a word, the word breast. Yeah. Amen. That's what Shaddai means. Breasts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Y'all, y'all. Amen. Okay. All right. Now let's 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 get let's get with it. All right. Now watch this. 
ill is connected to Shaddai. Not the God of breasts now, okay? Just... You with me? But let's get let's get spiritual for a minute. Let's let's put it in a spiritual context. El Shaddai. You'll never forget El Shaddai, will you? <laughs> so the first first way that God was showing himself to Abram is number one, God who nourishes. God who nourishes, not with water, but with milk. He says, long, like children, long for the pure milk of the word of God. See, God, God appears to Abram and says, listen, I'm El Shaddai. Guess what? I'm your nourisher. See, see what I'm saying? But you got to feed on me. You got to feed off the word of God because that's what's going to take you through the next year of waiting for what I have for you. See, when you lose nourishment, I went to the nutritionist this week and she said to me, she said, listen, now you're doing good, but you're lacking some nutrients because you're doing all this working out, but you're not putting back. You're not replenishing. So you need some more nutrients in your diet. You with me? She gave me a plan. And, and, and I thought I, I related it to El Shaddai. Think about God, how he keeps feeding me with what I need. Come on, somebody. And, and when you know him as El Shaddai, you, you, you'll know that he's, he's going to give you a well-balanced diet. You see what I'm saying? Now, not only do you see him as nourishing. You ready for the next, next, next one? Second thing is he's satisfied. What, what, what is he, what is he satisfying? What is he satisfying? He's satisfying your every need. And I thank God that he's El Shaddai. Because as El Shaddai, come on somebody, he knows what I need when I need it. Amen. He knows what, what, what I'm lacking and he gives me the pure milk of the word of God. Watch this. So that I could be satisfied. Watch this. In this life that I'm living right now. Somebody here know what I'm talking about. When you get to know El Shaddai, you're not going to need anything else. You're not going to need anybody else. Oh, I yearn and desire to get to know him. Where I can feed off the milk of the word of God. Where I can be satisfied, watch this, with everything I need in this life. I may not have everything, but I'm content with what I have. Are you with me? He's satisfied. Amen. The third thing is. He supplies us with all that we need as a mother, as a mother would for a child. He's a supply. See, y'all, y'all thought, watch this. Let me leave that alone. Watch this. <laughs> he supplies like a mother supplies for her children. That's El Shaddai. Do I have anybody? You were hungry and he fed you. 
Oh, come on and help me somebody. Listen, you didn't know how you were going to make it. Come on somebody. You know what I'm talking about. And he supplied all your needs. Paul says, my God will supply all. He says, whether in poverty or in pain or in suffering or whatever I'm going through. He says, my God will supply all my needs. I'm not looking to a man to take care of me. I'm not looking for a woman to take care of me. Because my God, El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Abram, El Shaddai. Abram, don't you worry. I have a plan for you. Abram, 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 I have a plan for you. Look what he says. He says, he was 99 years old when he appeared to Abram Abram, and said to him, I am El Shaddai. What? Almighty. Walk. See, when you have the right nutrients, you can walk with him. When you have the right, <laughs> when, when, when he supplies all your needs, you're not going to be thinking about anything else but pleasing him. See? He says, he says, walk. Live. Watch this. Listen, listen, listen. Live before me. Walk before me. Come on, somebody. That, that, that word, that word means to become bright. Shine, to shine before him. To become brighter, to become nearer. May I ask you a question? Is your religious journey bringing you closer to Jesus? Notice I say religious. Or is your relationship journey bringing you closer to Jesus? Because, you know, sometimes we just come to church because mama told us or because it's what we did. But when you know El Shaddai, when you know him, you with me? Next thing is, you ready? He's a God who gives freely nourishment and blessings. I want to tell somebody here today, God wants to bless you. You've been holding it up. He wants to nourish you and he wants to bless you because you're his child. And he loves you. But you got to get on your face before him and say, God, I want to see you as El Shaddai. I want to experience you as El Shaddai. He says, walk before me and be what? See, you can't do it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, he says, he says, blamelessly. What that word means? Integrity. Sincerity. You got to be sincere. You got to mean what you say. You can't keep making promises and telling me what you're going to do and you don't ever do it. That's lying. <laughs> you with me? See, God wants us to walk before. Listen, if I know it's him that's nourishing me, that's satisfying me, that's providing for me, why would I half step with him? Why would I tell him things that I don't mean? Do you not know that every waking moment, look what he says. He says, walk where? Before me. You, you, you know that word before means in his face. <laughs> Panim in the Hebrew, it means to walk in his face, 
knowing that whatever you think, wherever you go, he's there. Come on now, don't forget his attribute. So, 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 so there's one other thing here. He says, and I will establish. I will establish what? My covenant between me and what? And you. He going to make it personal. But watch this. Watch this now. When God makes a covenant with you. You with me? He's going to keep his end of the bargain. Why do we struggle so hard to keep our side of the bargain? The freedoms that we enjoy. <laughs> Are y'all with me? The free we have freedom. Nobody gotta force me to go to church. Nobody gotta force me to pray. Nobody gotta force me to do anything. I do whatever I want to do. And see, those freedoms have caused cost us. A lot of things we used to do in church, we don't do no more. You see what I'm saying? We used to pray. We used to praise. We, you know, we, 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 we used to love one another. Come on, somebody. We, we used to feel good about being with each other. You understand what I'm saying? But, but the devil has somehow launched an all-out attack on the church. But I got news for the devil. The church is a protected, I'm sorry, a heavenly protected entity. So no matter how much he wished to destroy it. He will not succeed because it's heavenly protected. El Shaddai. Last thing you need to know about El Shaddai. You ready? Last thing. You ready? So what did I tell you? He's our what? He's nour- he's, he nourishes us. Satisfies us. He supplies he gives freely what? Nourishment and blessing. But last thing you need. You need to know this. You ready? You need to know this. El Shaddai. He's our sustainer. He sustains you. So that you can walk before him. So that you can live out. Watch what he says. He says, and I'll, uh, he says watch this. I will establish the covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Now, let's fast forward to 2020. Ready? Ready for this? Then you look around and you see believers. You're part of this exceedingly Multiplication. Because in Christ, we are now part of this covenant. We're blessed forever. And and watch this. And this, this is why when you become a believer and then you lead somebody else to Christ, that's your children. See? That's your spiritual children. Because God expects fruit. 
from this marriage that we have to him. But when you know El Shaddai, he'll sustain you. Think about milk now. Think about breasts. You got the picture? Picture is that he supplies. He didn't say water. He said what? Milk. Because he knows you need more than water. Water is for dehydration. Milk is for what? Oh, Lord have mercy. You with me? And so as El Shaddai, what he really wants from us, you ready? We see what he gives us. But he wants us to rely on him. Reliance. Does that make sense? Listen, a baby doesn't just snatch away. A baby wants more milk. And as that baby grows, that baby realizes, oh man, I'm, I'm coming off of milk now. So, so now he's going to show himself as El Elohim. You see? <laughs> or El 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 Yon. Uh oh, that's two gods and El Yon. <laughs> you with me? He'll show himself. And as I close today, I want to encourage you to know this. When you get to know El Shaddai, you can't know him without Jesus. But when you get to know him like this, you realize, man, I have everything I need, but why am I still dissatisfied? Maybe you're lacking nutrients. You do know the spiritual life requires balance. God wants to change you. The only way he can change you is if you yield to him and allow him to work on you. You know where God works first? The heart. If the heart doesn't change, I see people all the time. They, they, when, you, when you first meet them, they talk real nice. You know, you think that little tone they have, you think, they, you think they're so friendly and, oh, they're just so great people. Just, wow, man, I've never met anybody like that in my life. <laughs> but then you get to know them. <laughs> you get to, you get to, you get to be around them. You get to live with them. Amen. And then you start saying to yourself, man, good Lord. What happened? See, if God's not, you know what I had to realize? Is God powerful enough to change me? Not by force. Is he powerful enough to change me? But see, 
What I had to stop doing is I had to stop walking before people and start walking before him to please him. And I believe that's the answer. People struggle with whatever. But if you take seriously your walk before him, El Shaddai, those, those little things you're talking about, I ain't been satisfied in a hundred years. Listen, let me tell you something. El Shaddai, man, listen, I, I ain't talking about being super spiritual either. I'm talking about God will take all that gunk. You, you put some Drano in your heart. You understand what I'm saying? Because he got to unclog that thing because you got too much stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? And then, he, and then he makes you, then he starts making you feel good about being alive. Come on, somebody. Why are we always uptight? What is it? Isn't God good? Now, I know you say, amen, Pat, amen. You take notes. Take the notes and apply it, will you please? Seriously. You got more notes than the library. Take it and apply it. Get before God. Put a challenge like God. Help me. Help me. I'm tired of being like this. Anybody tired of being the same? Oh, y'all done got spiritual on me now. You know, especially the ones that have been in church a long time. They don't think they need changing. You think you got it because you got a few little uh, vocabulary words down. But let me tell you something. You're the most messed up one in the church. You know what? I'm teaching a class right now with the pastors about prayer. And, and that's the thing that I've learned. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. Jesus told his disciples in Luke, I think it's Luke chapter 20, 21. This is what he said. He said, he said, they'll bring you before courts. They'll persecute you. They'll, matter of fact, they may even try to kill you. Right? Watch this now. They're going to do all kinds of stuff to you. Treat you bad. People come to church, they want to be treated good. They're going to treat you bad and all that kind of stuff. And this is what he said. He says, there's your opportunity. What? He says, there's your opportunity to witness. We got to get this thing right, y'all. When people mistreat you, you're not supposed to retaliate. You're supposed to witness to them. That's kingdom living. But that's not what the world teaches us. You do me, I do you back. But Jesus says, he says it, it's right there. He says, that's your opportunity to witness that when I return love to you. Come on, somebody. When I don't cuss you out, when I don't put you down, when I, when I, when I show up with love and you keep pulling me down and I keep loving, that's my witness. Can I ask you a question? Do you got that kind of witness? Probably not. 
Cause you're ready to fight. You need to, you need to take that switchblade out your purse and put it up. You ready to fight. The moment something happened, you ready to fight. Where's El Shaddai at? Nowhere to be found. On the, in the notebook. Uh, what pastor? El Shapu? What, what did he say? I know he said something about El Shapapa or something. He said something. I know it's El is God. I know it's God. I know that much. But I got this piece right here. This piece in my mouth. And these words that come out that cuts, kill, destroy, damage. Come on, man. Let's stop pretending, y'all. Let's stop. Let's, 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 let's change. Let's change, y'all. He says they're going to beat you up, slap you, do all this stuff, and then bring you to court. And he says, that's your opportunity. I'm like, what? So maybe, I came here thinking about that this morning. Maybe opportunity as we think about it. It's not opportunity. Maybe that's the devil. But you're thinking the adversity that you're going through is the devil. No, that's God trying to get you to witness. How long you been a Christian? Use your tools now. I don't know why that's been heavy on my heart, man. Listen, I read that about four, five, six times this week. I'm like, opportunity? Really? See, in the kingdom, we think that negativity, oh, the devil got in you. No, it ain't the devil in me. No, I ain't the devil in me. Because I'm saved. You catch where I'm going with that? Now, what's going on with you? Why can't we get along? He, why? Because we got stuff in our hearts. But God says, use it as an opportunity to testify. I thought about my wife and I, I said, man, maybe I'm a bad witness before my wife. Y'all, it got quiet up in here. For real. Could it be that when you get in an argument with your spouse, it's an opportunity for you to witness? To respond? With, with El Shaddai? To, to respond in a godly way. But no, you want to trip. And be mad for 12 months. Come on, man. 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 Do you believe this word? Do you believe anything that you do here? Do you believe anything that's up in here is real? Do you believe any of it? But he says, when you are brought before people and you're cursed out and mistreated witness I might have to preach that like witness opportunity last time I check about opportunity it takes me places but that's exactly what he said he says that that persecution will bring you before kings and governors and people who matter. That you can save them. Maybe you need to start at home. Follow what I'm saying? You be that witness. 